and welcome to the Happier Marriage Podcast. A podcast for spouses longing to have a happier marriage so they can feel more connected, desired and supported. Now, to start the show, here is your host, and Sherpa, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, Kingsley Grant. Thanks for joining me on the Happier Marriage Secrets podcast. This is episode 26, and today we are talking about the 11 rules for happier marriages and why most couples want number five. Let me say this, you might be triggered or you might not agree by some of what you're here on this episode, but remember, that is one of the purpose of this show, right? To stir things up and then take you in for a safe landing. This show is brought to you by kingsagrant.com. Our hope is that you will be challenged, inspired, and encouraged in this episode as in every other episode. Stay tuned. So the big question is this, how is it possible that you have a happier marriage when you feel like you've tried everything, your spouse isn't making an effort, you're exhausted, you feel like giving up, or there's so much hurt that's taken place between you and your spouse? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of Happier Marriage World? I hope you're ready for another round of the Happier Marriage podcast. Today, we're talking about the 11 rules for happier marriages and why most couples want number five. You may or may not agree with all that you'll hear, but you can always share your thoughts through a comment or an email. So make sure whatever you do, stick around to the end because I have a special gift just for you. Thanks for joining me on this episode. As you've already heard, today we're going to speak about the 11 rules for happier marriages. And most couples want number five. You're going to hear what number five is in a few moments. But I find that in every context, right, that of life, there are rules. Now, it doesn't mean that these rules are something that somehow is going to be used to beat somebody over the head if they don't kind of follow. You know, sometimes if you, in the world that we're living in, like for me, if the rules of the highway, if I speed, I'm going to get a speeding ticket and get pulled over because I'm speeding, I'm breaking the rule of the, the road when it comes to speeding. When it comes to marriage, I believe that we have to um, have some rules because it's they serve as um, our protections, they serve as our as guideposts, they serve as ways to to measure our relationships. And so I believe that these 11 rules, when followed, when each couple is each spouse, let's put each spouse, have decided that they want a happier marriage, if they abide and just implement these rules, I believe they'll have a happier marriage. Because marriage... It's a journey, right? It's if, if I was driving on the highway, it's a journey. And yes, I want to get to my destination, but I have to abide by certain rules. Driving in the United States, right, the right side of the road, you know, growing up in Jamaica, I drove on the left side. So it took me a while to get used to that. Now, when I visit a country, like going back home to Jamaica or another country that they drive on the left side, I mean, it's really a challenge because I have to start thinking, okay, Kingsley, Think left side, left side, left side, right? So 
the rules are are there for to help as as guideposts, as as parameters set in place for our own benefit. Sometimes we don't see it that way. We want to say, hey, you know, people will say, let's break the rules, and, and that rules are made to be broken. Well, in some instances, I can I understand that, but I believe there's certain rules that we need to abide by. You know, for example, the law of gravity is a rule. You jump off a building that's too high and you're going to hurt yourself. That's a law, but it's also a rule that I believe that we have to abide by. So anyway, you get the message, you get the point. So um, it takes effort and, and commitment and dedication to, to make a marriage work. You know that if you've been married for any length of time, you know this to be true, right? You know this to be very, very true. So but happen when you abide by those rules, there are some benefits. They they do have some rewards that are awaiting are us. And so I believe it's also true in marriage. So what are these 11 rules for a happier marriage that I believe couples can use to ensure that they have a, a marriage that stays strong and loving? And and I believe these 11 rules that are I'm going to share with you will help you to, to achieve that. And by the way, at the end of this, this um, 11 rules, I wanted to make you aware that I have a, a PDF with all these rules on there laid out in a way that you will want to have. And I'll tell you how you can get a copy of that sent to your email box like right away. And you can have it. It's beautifully laid out and uh, very colorful. And you have that to just to look at. You can keep it on any electronic device or you can print it out and put it someplace on the refrigerator. So every time your spouse and yourself see it, you're looking at, are we practicing any or all of these rules? So let's get into these 11 rules. The first one is that I have is actively listen to each other. Rule number one, actively listen to each other. Now, Listening is just as important as talking, right? Take the time to truly understand each other's points of view and perspectives. That's what the law or the rule says, that you've got to take time. Because if you don't, you'll hear, you're not listening to me. How often have you heard or have you said that to your your partner? You just don't listen. You're not listening to me. Right. And they'll say, of course, I'm listening while they're on their device. They're on their phone or they're doing something else. And you're saying, no, you're not. And of course, an argument can ensue. And before long, you know what happens, right? You get into a fight over this very topic, but active listening, not just listening is where there, there is actually an engagement, a way that your partner knows you're truly listening to them. This is, I believe, one of the most important rule of all 11s. 11 of all 11 that I believe couples and you as a spouse need to adhere to. Even though there's number five is what most couples want to start off with. But I believe this is, um, I would pick at the top. That's why I have it as number one. Number two, respect each other. I cannot tell you how often I hear this 
uh, from spouses that they believe that they're, they'll say their partner, their spouse, their husband, their wife is not respecting them. No, mostly you'll hear husbands who will say about the wife, she is disrespectful and he fights for respect. I did a whole episode on this and I won't take time to go into why is it so important that a spouse, a husband would prefer, would rather have respect over love or anything else. And you can go back and listen to that episode. But respecting each other, because as it's true that the husband wants um, respect, so does the wife. What does that mean? I believe that this law, this rule says you respect the your other, your partner's needs and wishes and opinions, right? They want to know that they matter, that what they say value, that they are important and not just somebody who is overlooked as if they're invincible, invisible right? Respect each other's privacy and don't take advantage of the other person. Now, I know this can get off into some areas where when I say respect each other's privacy means that people ask a question. So are you saying that I should never know what my husband um, is doing privately or my wife is doing privately? Of course not. Of course not. Because that's not marriage. Marriage needs to be transparent and we'll get into that in, in rule number five and see why people, why couples pick number five, because it kind of amplifies this idea of what I'm saying here, but respect each other's, um, each other, respect their needs, respect their wishes, respect their opinions. Um, and don't take advantage of the other person, right? Respect their privacy to certain things. Now there, there's some, there, uh, the caveat here, a catch here around this very phrase, but I won't get off into that tangent right now, but I believe you understand what I'm talking about. Number three, rule number three, show appreciation regularly. Make sure you let your partner know how much you appreciate them and everything they do for you. Don't take them for granted, right? A small gesture like saying thank you can go a long way. So appreciate your partner. Let him or her know how much you appreciate him or her for who they are, but also for what they do. So not just what they do, but for who they are. Appreciate their kindness. Appreciate their their um their loyalty. Appreciate their willingness to listen to you. Going back to the listening idea. Appreciate them for who they are as a person, right? Show appreciation regularly. Not just once a one-time thing and say, hey, when I don't appreciate you anymore, I'll let you know. No, no, no. You don't say that. You show them your appreciation on a regular basis. Number four, and this is, I believe, um, for me is number one, but I'll just, I put it here for the sake of, of, um, trying to build a case for the, the rules. Uh, but keep God at the center is rule number four. Keep God at the center of your relationship, of your marriage. So many people get married, they go to the altar and they ask God to bless their marriage. They want a pastor or a priest or some spiritual leader to, to conduct their wedding. And then that's where they leave God, right there in the altar, wherever they made their commitment, they leave God there. Can't work, my friend. God has to be the center of your marriage if you want a sustaining, loving, lasting relationship, right? Whether it's a shared faith or not, you want to make sure that God is, your faith is alive and strong by putting God smack dab <laughs> in the middle of your marriage. This, this act of faith will help keep your marriage strong. And I know this sometimes it's very difficult if your partner your, is not on board with this, 
or not as strong or doesn't see it as as such. Well, this is where you have to take charge and 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 lead with what you know. Lead with what you know. Keep God at the center of your marriage. It's very important that you do, right? It's very important that you do. And number five is, this is where a lot of spouses would like to start because I can understand why, is communicate openly and honestly. Communicate openly and honestly. Be willing to talk about any issues that come up, even if it's uncomfortable. Now, I know this is easier said than done because I struggle sometimes with this myself, right? And so that's why we we will find ourselves stonewalling and not want to be forthright and not want to be open to, to giving information as we should because we are holding back. But open and honest communication is necessary for healthy marriages, for strong marriages, for lasting marriages. Most couples struggle with this, and this is a challenge for a lot of us, and I get it. Because you have some things that you may have done or said. It's hard, but it's necessary. And so it's not so much the hard stuff, but the right stuff. Your marriage needs this to survive. And so if you don't give it open and honest communication, it's like gasoline to a an engine. If the gasoline run out, the engine is going to stop running or going to malfunction. So will be your, your relationship. So will your marriage be if it's not given open and honest communication, okay? So we've covered the first five of the 11 rules for happier marriages and why most couples want number five. So again, the first one was actively listen to each other. Number two, respect each other. Number three, show appreciation regularly. Number four, keep God at the center. And number five, which I say most couples and want is communicate openly and honestly. And I hope you can see why most couples were somehow kind of focused on this one or would like this one to be so central to their relationship. doesn't mean they don't want the rest, but this is a very important one as well. Now, number six, the sixth rule is accept each other's differences. Now, it's natural for couples to have other, to have different opinions, values, and goals, right? Because you are a different person. You are a unique individual and you should have, and as much as possible, maintain your individual, your individuality, right? It's, I find too many couples sometimes feel as if they have to always be in each other's space and not give the other person a chance to develop themselves or continue their personal development. And that is so necessary. It's so necessary because you are a different person, have different needs, different opinions and values, but it only makes sense that you want to develop yourself continuously and then bring the more developed version of yourself back to the relationship, back to the marriage, right? So we want to embrace each other instead of trying to change the other person. Embrace the other person. Embrace your spouse instead of trying to change them. And that's why rule number six says, accept each other's differences. Rule number seven, don't keep score. (laughs) This is a big one. I cannot tell you how many times when I work with couples and I they come into the session and they begin to 
take out their laundry list of what the other person has done and isn't hasn't done or isn't doing that they want them to do. And I would say, hey, hey, let's talk for a few moments here. What I'm hearing is you're taking out your laundry list and they're taking out their laundry list. And now we could sit here for the next few weeks, back-to-back sessions and going on and on and on. And I get it. I understand that you have a laundry list. You have a, a bunch of things you have against your spouse. But what are, what's that going to get us? What's that going to get us? Because again, it's yours against his and his against yours, right? So we've got to find a way then to stop this course keeping. And that's why we can't, I mentioned this as rule number seven. Don't keep track of who did what, when, and how. I cannot tell you how many times. You know, the, the, the focus is so much on, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I'm thinking, who's keeping score? I guess somebody is, right? But have faith in each other and trust that both of you are doing your best or trying to do your best, right? So don't keep score. Number eight, put your marriage first. Put your marriage first. Prioritize your marriage and make sure that it's always a top priority. Now, I know that we, in essence, or in theory, would say, of course, I keep my marriage as a priority, and it's a top thing for us and for me. But what I find sometimes is it's more a, a good theory, right? It's, it's, it's a good, um, you know, I said, yes, it's in theory, but it's not in practice, right? It's a great idea, and it should be more than just just an idea. But some couples experience, their experience is they're not. They don't see themselves as a priority or the marriage as a priority. What they find is everything else is a priority. Work, um, hobbies, and, and you name it. Those are more priority. And it's very evident and can be proven that that is more of a priority for you than than your marriage. And your spouse can call you out and of course, when they do, you become defensive and on and on and go. But if you're going to have a successful, long-lasting, and happier marriage, my friend, you've got to put your marriage first. Number nine, be quick to forgive. Now, this is a big one. I, I find that sometimes couples are, are they, have, they struggle with this. Right? I mean, people in general struggle with this, and I get it. It's not easy. Forgiveness is, anyone who would say forgiveness is easy have not truly been offended or deeply hurt by the, another person. When you're deeply hurt, you understand how difficult it is. It's challenging. It's really have to dig deep for this. But we've got to accept the, the mistakes of our partner and, and forgive them. And again, we've got to find ways to hold on to the positive memories and realize, let that trump what's happening. Let that become the thing that drives why you want to forgive. The, for, the positive memories of your marriage and not just the, ne- not just the negative ones. That's where we, most people camp out. But we got to find a way to forgive quickly our spouse because we want to keep short, short accounts. The more short accounts we can keep, the better our relationship will be. The less we're going to have these painful moments in our relationship. And, and I agree, you know, I talk about forgiveness a lot, a lot, and that is it has to be requested or should be requested. And then when it's requested, that request need to be accepted. And after the exception of that forgiveness is taking place and 
then there's no, it's put behind you. Can it be brought up again if true forgiveness has taken place? And I don't want to go off tangent here uh, because there's so much more to say on forgiveness. I have written a, actually a short book on this topic of forgiveness because I call it forgiveness. It's a gift. It's not easy, but it's possible, right? Number 10, don't compare. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been married for a long time and you know when your spouse is, is comparing you, they make these sly remarks or they'll compare you to your, you know, this is one of the, one of the parts you don't want to do, right? It, don't compare your spouse with their, their family of origin, right? You're just, just like your dad or just like your mom. And you, you know, you don't want to do that. It, it could be a uh, fighting words. So avoid this temptation to compare. And most times comparison is used for leverage, trying to leverage and get the person to do something or comply or submit. And then there is this constant barrage of, of comparison, right? So comparing your marriage to others or expecting perfection from your partner will only lead to disappointment. They're going to have their flaws. You have your flaws as well. Everyone is different. Um, and you should accept and appreciate your partner for who they are. This is where we need to make a, every intention to do. And again, it takes time. It takes maturity. It takes work. It takes possibly talking through this with somebody else, a professional. But whatever you do, find a way to to avoid comparison. A comparison trap is really a very severe one that can really damage your relationship for a long, long time. And number 11. So before I mention number 11, number six was accept each other's differences Number seven, don't keep score. Number eight, put your marriage first. Number nine, be quick to forgive. Number 10, don't compare. And number 11, make time for each other. Make, make time to enjoy each other's company, right? Whether it's a date night or a simply, uh, simple sitting, sitting, um, sitting, sitting together, walking around, uh, around, around the block, make time, you know, and not just for the, the intimate action, right? Sometimes people make time. So I'm making time, but it's when the time um, it, when the time suits you or fits you or serves your purpose. No, it has to be where this is done in a mutual manner. It is for the, the relationship's sake. It's it's something that needs to be probably maybe scheduled. It has to be intentional and effort has to be made. Because everybody's so busy. You are busy. Your spouse is busy. And uh, you say, well, Kinsley, no, they're not that busy. Well, there are exceptions to everything I'm saying here. But we got to make time. It's not going to, you're not going to find time. I heard people say, oh, when, when I find time. No, you're not going to find time. You got to make it. Because time is so elusive. People think they can control and manage and organize time. No, you can't. Time is going to come and go. And it's unmanageable. You have to manage. I have to manage myself when it comes to time. So we're going to make it happen if we're going to experience a happier marriage. Now, these 11 rules, they are essential for any marriage, including yours, to succeed. So make sure to follow these rules and you will be sure to have what I believe a happier marriage. Now, I'd love to hear from you if you agree that number five is why is where most spouses you know, what they want most, right? I would I would like to hear from you and, and to see which of these you would think that if you had to 
to put this together, which of these would you say a marriage, including yours, would possibly be more, most important? Now, I can give you mine, and I, I can tell you number four is mine, right? Number four is mine, and you can go back and listen to what number four is, but number four is mine, and you'll see why I say that. Well, So anyway, these 11 rules, I wanted to share them with you. Again, actively listen to each other, respect each other, show appreciation regularly, keep God at the center, communicate openly and honestly, um, accept each other's differences, don't keep score, put your marriage first, be quick to forgive, don't compare, and make time for each other. I would love to hear from you your thoughts and see if you agree or not agree. That's not what I'm asking you. I would like to see which of these would you say is your number one? And how many of these are you actually putting into place? And most importantly, I'd love to hear if you have, um, having listened to these 11 rules, now made a commitment to make sure that this rule that you thought about will be in your marriage. I'd love to hear that. So you can always connect with us on social media and you can also when the announcer comes, you'll hear how you can make connection with us and how you can get your free gift for having been here. And also want to mention to you, if you're interested in this 11 rules and would like to have a copy of it, it's in color, it's beautifully laid out, you can go to Happier Marriage Secrets, happiermarriagesecrets.com slash rules. It's very easy. Happiermarriagesecrets.com slash rules. And you can get your own copy of these 11 rules for happier marriages. Okay. So with that said, my friend, thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, don't you go anywhere because the announcer will tell you how to get your free gift, but also how to connect with us on an ongoing basis. Thank you, my friend, for being here. With that, here's the announcer. We've come to the end of another exciting show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, one, make sure you give this show a rating and review. Two, subscribe to the show to get all new releases. And three, get your complimentary copy of the Five Secrets to a Happier Marriage ebook at kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. Again, it's kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. See the link in the show notes. Do it today. Don't delay. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you tell one other spouse about this show or better yet, share it with them. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and give you his peace both now and forever.